Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, Steve Jones Show. Back in with you for another week on News Radio 1070 WKOK and Sean Carey. Steve on his way into the Sunbury Motors Studio. Sunbury Motors Ford Lincoln Hyundai in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on the Strip, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummelsworth. Our Monday edition of the show, always brought to you by Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury. And we talk about spring cleaning this time of year. Also, not a bad time to check your policies. Make sure that when life happens, you have the right coverage. And the great folks at Purdy Insurance, they will customize a plan and a policy for your needs and your budget. And they'll go to bat for you when life happens. Uh, life is definitely going to be good on Wednesday, May the 2nd. We will join Purdy Insurance and lots of great folks around the area supporting the Greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA's at the 27th Annual Truman H. Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament. And we hope to see you at the Susquehanna Valley Country Club. That is Wednesday, May 2nd. And still time to get you and three of your pals together for a great day of golf and so much more. So contact the Y in Sunbury at 570-286-5636. Lock in your spot. And, of course, we'll be there doing the show live from the patio at the club that afternoon, May the 2nd. We hope to see you there. You can get in contact with us anytime. Our email is stevejones at wkok.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle at stevejonespsu. And we also invite you to subscribe to our Steve Jones Show podcast, available on both the Apple Podcast app, iTunes, Google Play, and you'll also find three months of shows always archived. That's on our podcast page at stevejonesshow.com. Now, we were, have, we were to have uh, scheduled on the show today uh, Charlie Campbell from WalterFootball.com. We're going to move Charlie back to Wednesday. Charlie will be with us on Wednesday, so we'll definitely get some great NFL draft conversation going with Charlie later in the week. Uh, we will have Matt Leon from News Radio 1060, KYW, Philadelphia. Matt will check in. Of course, the city of Philly a buzz with the Philadelphia 76ers. They hung 130 on Miami on Saturday night. And tonight will be game number two at Wells Fargo. Yesterday in Wells Fargo, it was hockey 5-1. The Pens over the Flyers. And that is now a 2-1 series lead in favor of Pittsburgh. And we will have some hockey talk coming up later in the week. And Bob Grove, Pittsburgh Penguins historian extraordinaire. He'll be joining us on Thursday, so that'll be the day after 
game number four. So we get Bob's thoughts on the series as we move along throughout the week. Our great friend of the show, Chris Wheeler, will be joining us tomorrow. And we'll also have more draft conversation uh, coming up on Friday. Joe Marino from FanRagSports.com. So that's what we got planned for this week, and much more will be thrown into the mix as we move along. So hopefully you'll hang with us as we get closer to Saturday, which uh, at this point, weather looking to be good in Happy Valley for the 2018 Penn State Blue-White game. You'll be able to hear that live on Eagle 107 at 107.3. Also on our WKOK app, just tap Eagle 107 for the Penn State play-by-play on Saturday with Steve, Jack, and Derek. And we'll have the Penn State game on Eagle 107 since we will have Phillies baseball at the same time Saturday afternoon on well, if it makes WKOK. Everybody, makes everybody feel better. We'll do a bunch of analytics on the on the uh, Eagle 107 broadcast make you feel like you're listening to the Phillies. Okay. <laughs> hey, life is good right now for the Phillies. Not doing all that bad. A six-game winning streak. Kingry's got a hitting streak going. Yeah. Aaron Nola back on the bump tonight as they take on the Braves. Probably the best team they've faced so far. I was going to say, they're back down in Atlanta for another series. They just played them two weeks ago. It's like, okay. But they're division rival, I guess. Yeah, but the Braves are the best team they've played so far. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, really, look at who they played. They're not very good. No. But you have to win them. All right, let's start with this. Did you see the new football rule? college football rule on a kickoff if you make a fair catch inside the 25 yard line it's considered a touchback now if you make a fair catch beyond the 25 you just get the ball spot of the fair catch you've always been allowed to fair catch a kickoff always You always do. So the ability to fair catch kickoff is not a big deal. The big deal is if I fair catch it at the 12, the ball goes to the 25. This is, to me, the first step in the direction of eliminating the kickoff. To me, that's the, this is the first step in that direction, to eliminate the kickoff. So, in eliminating the kickoff, which I think, they're gonna, I, think, I think this is the first step. I think eventually you're going to see the kickoff eliminated. I think they're going to see how this works for a period of time. Because there's always ways, look, ways to get around. I mean, James Franklin, Urban Meyer were two of the first coaches to directional kick. You know, they took the touchback, made it the 25 yard line. The idea, of course, was to discourage kickoff returns. So we'll give you five yards if it's touchback. Well, what did James Franklin and Urban Meyer do? Well, we'll kick the ball down to the three, which means you have to return it 
which also means that we'll cover you. And if we down you at the 17-yard line, we are now a plus eight on field position. That is what it's all about. So what do you do with this? You find teams squib kicking it? And let, and here's the other part. It's to me it depends on who's fair catching it. Last year, of course, one of the up guys for Penn State in that next to last level was Koa Farmer. Now, do you think Koa Farmer is going to fair catch a kickoff? I mean, just think personality wise. Do you think Koa Farmer is going to fair catch a kickoff? No, Koa Farmer thinks he's taking everything to the house. So he will not be fair catching a kickoff. Now, if Simpson, who's one of the up guys, goes to him, he'll fair catch it. I think this is in the direction of eliminating the kickoff. Now, does it take away strategy? Sure. Does it take away the onside kick? Yes. Now, not in this strategy. But I'm saying eliminating the kickoff. Would it take away the onside kick? Yeah. But I like Greg Schiano's idea when it comes to the onside kick. Instead of having it put the ball in the 35... Act like it's 4th and 10. You can make it. You get to keep the ball. That's actually, to me, that's a more exciting play than the onside kick is. It takes away the element of surprise, like Nick Saban in the national championship game against Clemson. Surprised everybody with an onside kick. Sean Payton in the Super Bowl. Shocked the Colts with an onside kick to open the second half for the Saints. So, yeah, those are certainly seminal moments. But I think this move in college football is a step in the direction of eliminating the kickoff. Now, do I mind about the kickoff being eliminated? And let's let's understand why it's it would be eliminated. I mean, you're going to you have people flying full speed downfield on kickoffs and it is because of the speed of it a potentially dangerous play maybe more so than any other play out there because of the number of people that are running down on it so this is about injuries it's about liability and Saturday will be a perfect example of what we're talking about. There will not be a kickoff Saturday. There never is in the blue-white game. They'll place the ball down on, I don't know, a 30-yard line. They'll start. Okay. But this is, I think this is a step in eliminating it. 
In the NFL, it is not quite the issue. And the reason why is you have such great kickoff people in the NFL that they, I mean, they, how many, what's the percentage of touchbacks? I mean, they've got gigantic legs. So you you know you get to see I I heard somebody on a talk sh- on a talk show I think it was this morning they were they were going on about what a genius Bill Belichick is because they put the rule in that it's kicking off uh, touchbacks to the twenty five this year and how Belichick had Stephen Guskowski kick down to the three yard line James Franklin and Urban Meyer have been doing that for years <laughs> but, okay. You can go on and on and on about what a genius somebody happens to be, but, you know, it doesn't take I mean, you You're smart if you look at what somebody else is doing and apply it to your team. You're smart. You're not genius. <laughs> the geniuses the one, are the ones that came up with it before you did it. <laughs> I'm like, uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, I'm listening to this. I'm thinking, what are you talking about? <laughs> but the kickoff, uh, to me, this is this. These happen to be steps in the direction of um, kickoffs coming to an end. You look at last year, what a weapon it was for Penn State. Saquon Barkley returned the opening kickoff against Indiana for a touchdown. He returned the opening kickoff at Ohio State for a touchdown. The the single most comical one, to me, because now you had teams trying to figure out where do we kick it, where do we put it. I mean, they, they, they had teams all over the place as to how how to handle it. And the 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 one that really was almost a laugh-out-loud moment was Nebraska. Saquon Barkley did not return a single kickoff. He wasn't even back for a single kickoff of the Nebraska game, and they kept kicking it to all these spots as if he was out there. And I'm thinking, who's running this outfit? <laughs> Who is sitting up in the booth? Is anybody in the booth saying, I just want to tell you, Barkley's not back there. No, I'm telling you, he has to be. And they kept kicking it off as if he was there. Okay. That's interesting. (laughs) Wild. But I think this is the trend you're seeing. And the trend that you're seeing is they want to eliminate plays like that. Okay. You can eliminate plays like that. That's fine. Now, do I personally want to see the kickoff go? No, but again, that's that's part of the game I've grown up with. But if it happens to be that way, I'm like, okay, whatever. You play play whatever they tell you how it's played. Do I see the logic behind it? Sure, I see the logic behind it. I can, you know, because of the injury, the liability. I mean, I see all that. I understand that. Completely understand that. Uh, 
But if you're going to do that, then you know, then come up with a solution for the onside kick. And again, I think Greg Schiano has it spot on. Put the ball at the 35 yard line, or you make it the 30. I mean, I mean, going out. I don't mean going in. I mean, going out. Put it the 30 yard line if you want to. Boom. Put the ball down. You make 10 yards. Boom. You keep your drive going. If not, you give up the ball at that spot or whatever spot it happens to be, the 38, 37, whatever, to the team that stopped you. Now, that would be an exciting play. In fact, I think it's a far preferable play. I think there's more excitement and drama in a a play like that, to me, potentially, than watching an onside kick and having it bounce around. We'll take a break. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Get outside and clean up the yard. Yes, dear. Springtime means cleanup time. Even at Sunbury Motors Ford. Sunbury Motors Spring Inventory Cleanup has begun. Once a year, SMC takes their entire new Ford inventory and prices them at levels not seen before. SMC is where you want to be to choose from 37 2018 Ford Escapes. Ford Motor Company and Sunbury Motors have increased the discounts on 2018 Ford Escapes. They're slashed to the lowest price ever offered to the general public. Now, at an amazing 18988 SMC is where you want to be for 2018 Ford F-150s starting at just 26669 SMC is where you want to be if you want a brand new 2018 Ford Focus for just 14905 SMC is where you want to be for a 2018 Edge starting at 26790 and 2018 Ford Explorers are ready to roll in at an unheard of 29915 Hurry in to Sunbury Motors Ford in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza SMC a tradition of trust since 1915 Here's Adam Purdy with another example of how Purdy Insurance is different. I was at home one Saturday when I got a call from a client who had just been in an auto accident with a rental car in Canada. After confirming that everyone was okay, I checked his policy and assured him that we had the proper coverages in place. Within a few minutes, I had his claim called in and he was back to enjoying his vacation. Purdy Insurance has been answering calls like this for over 90 years. Give Purdy Insurance a call today at 800-677-2478 to see what we can do for you. Welcome back. Great to have you with us. And uh, again, I just I this is football's at that interesting spot. Um, where how do you balance the game that was seen traditionally? versus the safety concerns of today. And that's why I see uh, that that's where I see um, them trying to achieve some sort of balance. So do you take out what you perceive to be a, a dangerous play? So you start out with a fair catch on the kickoff. You're allowed to do that. Now, how many times are we going to see a fair catch on a kickoff this year? It'll happen once in a while. I mean, you want to angle the ball down to the three-yard line, I can see somebody back there fair catching it and say, look, 
I don't want it to get stopped at the 17, go to the 25. But it really is hard to take guys that are used to carrying the ball and think they can make a big play every single time. They're catching it. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, Sunbury Motors, Fourth Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Ward. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. We are zeroing in. On the Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament, just 16 days away to benefit the Greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA. We'll be at the beautiful Susquehanna Valley Country Club on Wednesday, May 2nd. And let's sell this thing out. Let's sell it out. Economy's doing better than ever. Go on out, relax, hit the golf ball around. Um... The suit will be there. He'll be signing autographs. Um, all right. If you want to go just have fun, a great cause, we'll be doing the show there. The, the heck with the suit part. I just I just don't see it being a draw. Uh, but come on out, May 2nd. Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Uh, under the category of you can't make this up, Sean mentions... And Sean, by the way, who was a regular during the season at Maddie's on Wednesdays. For the Bucknell football luncheon, yes. 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 A regular. Mm-hmm. Soaking up information, listening to players, listening to Coach Susan, who, by the way, is going to be on our show Monday. And who was consistently a no-show with one exception. A.K.A. the suit, the mm. color analyst. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Play-by-play guy was there every time, wasn't he? Dedicated Doug. So the spring game is what, Sunday, right? Sunday. At, Sunday. at, at 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock. Yes. So you happen to bypass the suit today in another one of his frenzied moments, and you happen to mention about going over. I'll allow you to pick up the story from there. Okay, well, he said, yeah, I'm going to try my best to get there uh, Sunday evening. I was like, huh? What, Sunday evening? I was tempted to say, yeah, game time's at 7, but I didn't. I said, I said you know it's at 1, right? Tee it up at 1, right? <laughs> it's it, it just. Like, I got a reminder in my phone. I was going to double check. Okay, well, that's good. Your phone. He said he goes, Yeah, I got the email, the information on my phone somewhere. Okay, well, Your I, phone. I say, Well, I, you don't have to worry about looking. I'll just tell you. Kickoff's at one. Your phone. Yeah. How about like being so into it that you already know? Yeah. Right? The next thing I was going to ask him was there like an Indy car or an F1 race next Sunday at one? Where he mixed the yeah. uh, mix the events up, but I did. Yeah. Wow. But I wow. saved. But I saved him from enduring a major catastrophe. Him thinking it was in the evening. 
And in the past, they have been in the evening. I think it may have, it may have been in the evening last year. But this is his team. Yeah. I can tell you the blue white I can tell you the blue white games Saturday at three. Me too. This is his team. Well, we straightened him out with six days to go, so it's all on him now. Hmm. It's on him now. Well, Doug will be there. He will. All right. <laughs> and on time, no less. Now he can. Now he can. Time. Now he can dial into the depth chart and matchups, and uh, he can take it from here. Who the suit? Sure. He doesn't even know when the game is. <laughs> well, now he does. What are the odds he forgets? Well, it's on him now. So. <laughs> I'm not Mama. Right. I'm not Mama Suit. <laughs> you wake up every day thanking the good Lord for that one. All right. <laughs> hey, I mean, look. We all know, for example, you and I are, are in this business for the money, and it's just the way it is, right? I mean, and, and we just want, we just like bringing out other people who are rich, like Chris Mack, for example. Uh, Chris Mack's loaded, right? Yeah, sorry, you you booked oh. our guest again. Hold on, okay, right? Okay, if you want to go to the poorhouse, like all of us, Chris is joining us. All right. <laughs> hey, great to hear you, my friend. Hey, thanks for having me. All right. Um, 11-4 start, and they keep winning series, which you and I both know. That's the key. How many can you just keep winning series? Because if you do that, you build yourself a record. Uh, what do you like about the mental makeup of this team so far? I like that it's completely different in the clubhouse, it seems, this year than it was last year. Um, I wasn't in the clubhouse on a regular basis in 2016, uh, but I was just about every day last year. And there was just, I almost call it like a dark cloud that was hanging over the the clubhouse last year because everybody knew that the time was up soon with Andrew McCutcheon and Garrett Cole. They didn't know quite when, though. So everybody was always kind of waiting for the other guys. Uh, they knew their time was limited in Pittsburgh, and I think it, it fed into an atmosphere that some guys off the record, uh, a great piece by John Parado has been covering the team for about 30 years now. He wrote up uh, last week. Uh, some guys talked to him off the record uh, about, yeah, if, if you said that it's a better atmosphere this year with those two guys not here, you wouldn't be wrong. Uh, so it's, it is a much younger team. Uh, you sprinkle some new guys into the mix who, you know, like a Corey Dickerson who has maybe a little bit of a chip on his shoulder after the way he was unceremoniously designated for assignment by the Tampa Bay Rays two days before his second son was born. And, yeah, he's he's, he's trying to prove people wrong. So um, I, I think there's a much more there's a much more collegial, familial uh, thing going on in this clubhouse where these guys are looking out for each other. Dickerson's mentioned it. Uh, Polanco's mentioned it. Marte mentioned it yesterday when I talked to him that they are talking to one another between at-bats, sharing notes on that day's pitcher and what's working and what isn't working, rather than a guy strikes out, goes back in the tunnel, looks at the videotape, and goes and sits back down and waits for his next. Um, so there, there's an atmosphere of 
a much more all-for-one atmosphere um, that I think started when David Freeze and Josh Harrison said what they said back in the spring, back in February, and kind of, you know, we talked about this, ripped the Band-Aid off, so to speak, and allowed guys to just turn and focus on baseball and, and building a better day-to-day atmosphere and culture than last year or the year before. Uh, I've always been one that over the years that I feel like very little carries over from spring training to the regular season because everything is so sporadic. You're not really doing mm-hmm. situations or anything like that. You can be one for 19 in spring training. If you're two for four in opening day, you're hitting 500. But the Pirates hit a lot of home runs in spring training. That's carried over, hasn't it, Chris? Well, the the offensive production that they had in the spring, I mean, they led the Grapefruit League in OPS on base plus slugging, and that part has carried over. They're one of the best in the league in OPS early on. And it's as much because of timely extra base hits as it is home runs. You know, they had that four-home run outburst the other day. Mm-hmm. They've had a couple, you know, timely home runs from Gregory Polanco, Corey Dickerson, um, Starling Marte with a line drive shot yesterday. Uh, the cap is five for five. But I, I think it's as much because they're getting the doubles, the occasional triple. Those kinds of extra base hits are piling up as well. And it, it's I, I'm convinced they're just there's a different discipline about this team at the plate early on this year. Polanco has said it, uh, again, Marte yesterday, that they're just more patient at the plate so far this year, and both physically and mentally they're going into at-bats differently than they did a year ago or two years ago. Uh, Corey Dickerson, you mentioned him. We know he can hit, mm-hmm. but the knock on him has always been, has been, and this is from the outside, like, not a really very good defensive player. Right. I've been watching him Look, is he a spectacular defensive player? No. But does he do things fundamentally well or decent enough? I think he does. What do you think? Absolutely. I mean, he's look, it's it's a downgrade to go from Starling Marte and left to Corey Dickerson and left, but it's also an enormous upgrade to go from Andrew McCutcheon in center to Starling Marte in center. Uh, Marte's range in center early on this year I mean, I knew it was there, but it's different to watch it at the park than it is to watch it necessarily on TV. Uh, Just to watch him get from gap to gap as quickly and effortlessly as he does, to get back on balls, to charge in on uh, little low-sinking line drives. His range is incredible. It makes Polanco and Dickerson on either side better. Now, Gregory Polanco in the outfield is always an adventure. (laughs) I always hold my breath when something's hit his direction. But Dickerson has been... A pleasant surprise. He's got three outfield assists already. Uh, doesn't have a cannon of an arm, but he's come up big in the clutch when he's had to, going back to opening day. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's not nearly the liability that a, a lot of people thought it would be. I mean, we had heard that Tampa Bay was thinking of making him a full-time DH this year right. because of his outfield defense, uh, and that was when working next to Kevin Kiermeyer, who's the best center fielder in the game. So uh, that, to me, had 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 several of us worried and i think we've seen that really uh, to this point there, there's not much reason to worry about his outfield defense it's been at least standard and at times uh, above average you and i both know number ones on a pitching staff are few and far between i mean i'm talking about legitimate number one somebody has to go first in your opinion how close is jameson tyone to being one of those guys I mean, he's their number one hands down. 
Um, is he going to become one of the top 30 starting pitchers in baseball? I think he could do that this year. I think certainly. I mean, his, his ERA uh, leads the majors of anybody with more than two starts at this point. Uh, so he's shown that he's capable of it. And it's not with necessarily blow-you-away stuff. It's just being able to move the ball around the zone, command the edges of the strike zone. We've seen that with both Tyone and Trevor Williams early on. Uh, Ivan Nova to, for the better portion of his last two starts. These guys are excellent at working the corners and working the edges. And if they're not getting called strikes, they're getting swings on stuff that's just out of the zone or they're getting soft contact on stuff that's just around the zone because they're getting ahead in the count early because of their mastery of working on the edges of the zone. They'll throw you two unhittable two-seam fastballs down and in right on the corner and you got you got no choice. You got to swing at the thing and foul it off or you're going to stand there and watch it go for a called strike and before you know it you're down 0 and 2 1 and 2 and you're the one who's who's you know choking up on the bat trying to fight off uh, a curveball uh, from Nova or maybe a slider from Williams that they can get you to chase for a strike. So I think Tyone is a big story because of the you know the one hit complete game shutout last weekend right. and the low ERA right now. I think Trevor Williams is going to end up being almost as big a story because. I mean, we know pitcher wins don't mean as much. We've, we've come to that conclusion with statistics over the last 15, 20 years. But he's 3-0 to start the season. Six no-hit innings the first weekend of the year in Detroit. And he's, he's started to find his command as well. So um, I think Tyone can be a number one. And I think I, I would say Williams can be a number two, uh, especially for this staff. Uh, half the battle for this starting staff, Steve, is going to be getting six innings out of their starter. They get right. six innings out of their starter, and all of a sudden you've got Felice, Contos, uh, Vasquez now, not Rivero. Uh, you've got those three at the back end, and you feel fairly confident in those three uh, on any given day, especially Felice, who's been lights out since opening day, and the same for the most part goes for Vasquez as well. So get six innings out of the starter, you're in a really good place. Yeah. Uh, the only thing they have to worry about is the back end of that rotation, which we'll see. Uh, two out of the next three days against Colorado. Stephen Brault goes tonight. Um, and I, I'm a little more concerned about Chad Cool, who just has routinely, over the course of his first year and a half plus in the majors, uh, shown difficulty in getting beyond the sixth inning. So, yeah. But once they get length out of, effective length out of the starters, like they have from those top three, uh, if they can get that out of the whole rotation, maybe once Joe Mothrobe is healthy, that helps. They're going to be a really good spot, I think. Uh, and you mentioned Vasquez. Uh, there are very few guys that come into the game in the ninth inning where you sit back up. That's over. Uh, you know, he's one of those guys. When you watch him pitch, what do you see? It's you know, it's not like the Trevor Hoffman, uh, you know, the fiery intensity or anything like that. I mean, yeah, he's fired up. He wants to come in and win. But it's more about understanding now, and he's learned this over the last year plus. You know, when he came over from Washington in the Melanson deal, he was—he, I don't think he quite understood how effective he could be with his secondary stuff. And so he didn't understand that he could make guys look just as silly with his slider or his changeup as he could with his fastball. And that's what's gotten some of the most pronounced swings and misses over the last year since he was installed as closer. It's the changeup that comes at an odd time in the count when the hitter isn't expecting it 
or the slider that isn't recognized until the very last second and the batter is already flailing away at it on the outside edge. So it's, it's been a mastery of the secondary stuff, and it makes the fastball pop even more. He hasn't hit – I don't think he's hit 99 on the gun yet this year. Uh, he's popped out at 98. He certainly hasn't hit 100, um, which means there's still more velocity there from him this year. Maybe once things start to warm up a little bit and his arm stretches out a little bit, we'll start to see more of that velocity. But either way, 97 or 98 on the back of an 83-mile-an-hour changeup that you just don't expect to come at that point in the count, it looks that much faster. He hasn't hit 100 yet. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Yeah, no, time. I mean, I mean I mean, when you and There's I still were flurries in the air, Chris. When you and I were younger, I mean, it's like, you know, we'd hit a hundred this time of the year on the slow gun. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, right. And that's on the interstate. All right. So, <laughs> what uh, what concern, if any, do you have right now through fifteen games? I mean, we just found out about a half hour hour ago that uh, Josh Harrison's going to be out for six weeks with a broken bone in his left hand. Yeah. So. Right. Um, that's that's you know the ironic part of that is you hate to see that guy go down because he was fairly productive most of the first two and a half weeks in the leadoff spot had scored a, a ton of runs already was drawing more walks than he had in the past few years but if there's one spot where they're best set up to sustain a lengthy injury it actually is second base in the leadoff spot because they have Adam Frazier right. um, Frazier's just as good if not better at, at getting on base at the top of the order his glove work isn't quite as good as Harrison's but now that he's in there every day at the same position perhaps it improves just a smidge um and, and I think you know it'll it'll be interesting to see if, if Frazier struggles at all do they pull back from him but I don't expect that to happen I think Frazier will thrive with an everyday role as he did uh, early in the year last year when there were multiple injuries. Right. I think the only thing that, that the biggest worry right now, to be honest, aside from Harris getting healthy again, is the sixth inning. Yeah. This team needs to figure out the bridge from the starter if the starter can't mm-hmm. get through six to the seventh, eighth, and ninth. And I think uh, more on that in a moment, but I, I, George Contos in the eighth has me a, a little skittish as well. He's only had one clean inning, one perfect inning in his first, I think, eight or nine outings. Uh, So that's something I have kind of a side eye on. Uh, But the sixth inning is much more important. You know, they're 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 picking up any Romero on waivers, and they're they're shoveling guys between Indy and Pittsburgh, and trying to find someone who can take a hold of that role, or a couple of guys, preferably, who can take a hold of that role. And if you need to use four or five arms out of the bullpen on a given day to protect a, a tight lead and get a W, that they have the horses to do that. and that Nobody has really stepped out and taken charge of those roles yet. So that's the biggest, that's the biggest thing for them. Uh, if they go through another bullpen collapse like they did late last May, early June, um, I don't know if you remember the two consecutive extra inning losses in Baltimore last year, and then right. Watson had the, the plug pulled on him as the closer at that point. That's the kind of thing that could send them kind of sideways. Um, but there, there's nothing to this point yet because of the way the offense has performed that would indicate they wouldn't even be able to sustain something like that, you know? Uh, so that'll be the most interesting thing to me. Can they get the bullpen fixed? And maybe that involves A.J. Shugel coming back healthy, and once Musgrove's healthy, they'd move uh, a Stephen Brault back to the bullpen. Uh, but can they get the bullpen in order? 
uh, before the offense maybe starts to tail off a little bit because to expect them to score six runs a game for the entire season is probably a bit much. Well, I mean, let's face it, Chris, every team has this. I mean, every single team. I mean, that's why you see interchangeable parts Mm-hmm. In the fifth through eighth innings, year after year after year, wasn't he in Baltimore last year? Honey, that guy was in Texas the year before. That. You know, that's yeah. the interchangeable part of everybody, where you're just trying to find lightning in a bottle for for a year out of some of these guys. It's yeah, you know, I do the pre and post game shows down here with Jack Zarensic, who used to be the of the Mariners, and he says that constantly. He says the most volatile part of any team's roster from year to year is a bullpen. You could yeah. have the best bullpen in baseball one September, and you come back the next April, and it can be the worst bullpen in baseball. It's <laughs> right. impossible to predict. Chris, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for the time and all the information. Uh, always love catching up with you, Steve. Chris Mack, Pirates Radio Network. We will come back with more in a moment as we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Hi, this is Steve Jones. Afternoons 3 to 5 on WKOK. Join me Wednesday, May 2nd at the Susquehanna Valley Country Club for the 27th Annual Truman H. Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament to benefit the Greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA. There will be morning and afternoon flights for the four-person scramble. You can win great prizes and be a part of the Steve Jones Show as we broadcast live from the tournament. For more information, call the Sunbury YMCA at 570-286-5636. I hope to see you on the course Wednesday, May 2nd. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. You can hear us anywhere in the world with the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app.